Welcome to TT with the Ballers podcast. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of TT with the Ballers. Today we have a lot many friends with us. We have Anshu, we have Akash and we have Siddharth. Siddharth all the way back from the Arsenal episode. So he's making a re-entry. Akash has been busy in other avenues so he could find time today. And me and Anshu as usual, the jobless folks who keep coming again and again. So welcome back and... Uh, we are right here after the Poland-France game. And uh, like Anshu says, a man can only accept when he's wrong. And I was not at all expecting France to play this good, considering they were the defending champions. But they like look like a team that could, could go very far. I mean, given the record of, of World Cup champions, most of them crash out in the group stages. At least that has been the record since 2006. So yeah, I I would just like to take an opinion of, of Siddharth first and then Akash on this, that uh, what do you feel about the chances of, of this French team? Does it have what it takes? I mean, there was all the criticism for Didier Deschamps when he took over the team before the 2018 World Cup and everyone was saying that, oh, he's not the manager that can take this team to the heights and, you know, you need someone who's really good. But, you know, a a legend as a player for the team and Didier Deschamps is becoming some sort of a a legend as a a manager as well, as a coach as well. So is is it good luck or is it really some strong, solid tactics on the football field. Yeah, man, I uh, honestly, to, uh, to to talk about this team, I also agree with you. I didn't expect them to go so far. Uh, but today, I think they played really well. I mean, the first few minutes were crazy, man. Uh, and France was, uh, you know, continuously attacking Poland all over the place. Slowly, I think Poland grew into the game. Um, but uh, the way they were pay- playing in the group stages, I didn't expect France to, uh, you know, go through um, until the end of the World Cup. But yeah, man, I think uh, they they played really well. I think they deserve to win this game. Uh, and uh, honestly, even though I support Brazil, and I, I really think that Brazil is going to make to the finals. Uh, but I think now France, uh, with this game, I think have a solid chance. Uh, special mention to my ex-Arsenal fellow uh, Giroud, who now became the all-time top scorer for France. Um, but yeah, uh, Deschamps actually, uh, you know, I, I don't agree that he doesn't have the quality in him because I, I feel, I strongly feel the players are really strong uh, and and they've been playing really good football off late. Um, so I feel that, yeah, I think uh, more than the manager, I think the the manager has has the right tactics in in place. I I just think that if the players perform that they can just pull it through. But I again I feel that there's going to be very strong resistance when they move up. So let's see how they progress in the World Cup. Right. What no, do you think? 
Nos, not a yeah. easy set yeah. of fixtures. Fixtures certainly. I guess they'll be facing England if they win today. Yeah, I think they face England. Right. Today, yes. And uh, yeah, yeah. So England is is really good. But uh, Akash, what do you have to say about this French team? Yeah, um, yeah. If you just look uh, closely into the French team, right? Uh, you ju- uh, just look at the defense they have. Like people, you can talk talk all day long about France attack. They have lo- they have a lot of options, and uh, and just look at uh, French uh, French defense. Uh, they have Konate, uh, at, who actually uh, be- before this World Cup had only two senior appearances uh, for France. And now uh, the guy has like uh, he guy actually has most duels in this World Cup and only played two out of three games in the group stages and he didn't even feature in this game. That they have Varane, uh, Theo Hernandez, so they uh, and then uh, and also Jules Kounde, who's who's a young prospect. So I think uh, defense makes you win titles, as they say, right? So and French this French team defense is really good. Uh, and when it comes to attack, you have Mbappe, who is flying at the moment, and uh, with good support from Griezmann and Giroud. And uh, you, they have. You know, when you look at their bench, they have Kawavinga uh, uh, in as a, mid, a good midfield option. Also, they are not even missing Kante right now. So, I, uh, if you if we just summarize it, uh, this French team looks really good. And I think they'll make it to the final, for sure. Yeah. I I <clears throat> I would like to disagree on a certain points with our esteemed friends here, but uh, credit where it's due. I think the team has done phenomenally well. I never thought they were a weak team. I always maintained that they had the ability to go far. Uh, I still think that they have not been tested the way they will be tested perhaps against England in the quarters. Uh, I still maintain that the midfield lacks a certain grit or might lack a certain grit. We can never be sure. But, you know, as I said, credit where it's due. I think Rabio has been, he has been sort of like an unsung hero in the midfield. He has won a lot of second balls. He has, uh, he has made a lot of interceptions. So has Germany. Uh, that said, I would, I would still, uh, I would still say that uh, they've got a lot of firepower. As Akash rightly pointed out, they've got a ro- lot of, lot of uh, you know, wall wall defense in form of Upamakanu and Varan in the way they have been performing. Even Kunde today was was quite good, uh, but I I won't go so far as to say that uh, they'll make the finals for sure. They certainly do have a chance. I mean, this is a team that that has Mbappe, any team that has a, has a player of that quality, you can never write them out. But uh, I would still like to see how they perform against teams that hold on to the ball better. Like Poland today were absolutely shit in possession. Uh, you know, uh, so were most of the teams that they played through the group. Uh, so let's see. Let's see what happens in the England game. Provided England win, of course. The game is still yeah, pending yeah. and, and uh, high chances of England going through. But but Poland, I think, showed signs of an exit right in the Argentina game, in the last game of, of the 
group. But uh, talking about this French team, I think there are a lot of unsung heroes. I mean, uh, for the second goal, the pass that Griezmann gave and uh, how it, it turned into a counter-attack and Polish defense could never really cope up with the pace this French team has. So, I think along with Rabio, Griezmann has been another unsung hero of this team where he has, you know, I think he's probably been the best player on the pitch. I mean, we, we can all sing about uh, how Giroud has been playing. He's been phenomenal. Mbappe has been phenomenal. I mean, uh, we'll but, come to that. I mean, given Thierry Henry and uh, Karim Benzema, uh, Olivier Giroud is the highest goal scorer <laughs> of this uh, French team. So, I think Giroud has shown time and again that he has the ability to perform in the in, in the bigger games, you know, even when he was playing for Arsenal or he was playing for Chelsea, who can forget that that uh, Champions League final kick uh, that that made them win the league in in a, in a season where they were expected to win nothing. So, yeah, I mean, this team is full of unsung heroes, but uh, you you rightly said I think Griezmann has been one of the best players on the pitch for them. His transfer into a more deeper role as a right. more of a number eight or number ten has been has been that that is one of one of the testaments that proves that Deschamps is actually tactically pretty good. Right, I was actually coming to that. I mean, you see how how you know Griezmann became sort of a liability for Barcelona. He is still not playing that well for uh, Atletico, I would say, but. In this team, with that kind of firepower, he he just he just weaves his magic wand and and is is looking really uh, really really uh, a player that can you know uh, hold on to who can who can um, weave some magic with with the ball, have some creativity. I mean, he's the he's sort of uh, doing what we kind of expected from De Bruyne. Uh, with with kind of passing and uh, that kind of uh, through balls, but uh, moving forward, I I think Siddharth is here with us with uh, his his support for uh, the Samba Boys Brazil and with the injury news coming up, I would just like oh god some update on 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 what the current status is. We all know overall what the scene is, but. Uh, so, what is it about? Uh, Neymar is injured and uh, we are hearing that uh, yeah. Jesus is injured. Jesus. And... Correct. I think Neymar is injured, Jesus is injured and uh, so Jesus uh, is, 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 is supposed to undergo a new surgery uh, and that will that will make him out for another three months, right? Uh, so, not only the World Cup, but uh, <laughs> shadows looming over Arsenal <laughs> attack already. <laughs> And uh, but I think Neymar is uh, is uh, you know I think he's gonna face the next he's gonna face uh, South Korea. Uh, so people are saying I mean uh, you know uh, Atite was saying that he was uh, he didn't train with the boys yet, but uh, if all things uh, go well, then he's gonna train and then he's gonna face South Korea. But yeah, Jesus uh, sort of not a not the first uh, team player again um, for Brazil. Uh, because we have Richarlison in that place, and especially after his over overhead kick, I personally don't like the player so much. Not because he's he's from Spurs, but 
but generally speaking right but i think yeah this is not the first team player so i, I don't think brazil will win enough um but i really feel um, yeah brazil uh, you know they have the depth as anshu was pointing out right so i think they really have the depth in across all uh, positions right and uh, imagine the likes of ederson sitting on bench right so even even for goalkeeping position they have the depth right um so i really feel that brazil uh, can really move forward and uh, yeah I, i i hope they i i see them in the finals but it's it's i think unfortunate because if i'm not wrong guys uh, argentina and brazil won't make it to the final right they have to i think um, face if they pro- progress i think they have to face each other uh, in the semis if i'm not portugal wrong portugal and argentina could So, <laughs> would you <laughs> rather have that? <laughs> I would rather have Brazil and Argentina, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really feel uh, that Brazil will pull it through because of the squad depth. Um, yeah, man. Um, right. What right. do you guys think about Brazil in general? But do you do you guys think that they are going to pull it through, Anshu or uh, Akash? What do you think? Uh. I, like I think I think things uh, first. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, before injury to these guys, right? Before injury to Jesus, uh, they they have a lot of options. But uh, Richarlison has been doing well. But I thought before the World Cup, Gabriel Jesus will be their striker because he was playing so well for Arsenal. Yeah. So uh, they have less bench strength uh, right now, and uh, they'll be needing the. that in the group stages when uh, when the games comes close and there is a need of extra time or something so uh, so i think uh, they need more bench strength i think neymar will definitely play the next game uh, uh, but brazil chances are i think portugal has a better chance of reaching final than brazil right now and uh, uh, and when it comes to argentina argentina has to first go through Netherlands uh, and uh, Argentina till now hasn't played any good team uh, like they have played uh, uh, teams with uh, good defense like Poland the uh, the Poland as you know they have they they have a they have a way to play that they keep 10 men behind the ball and uh, and they hope that something happens uh, in their attack so uh, Argentina played that kind of team if uh i want to know i want to see argentina playing netherland and then i can decide whether argentina will go ahead when it comes to brazil uh now the chances have reduced earlier i was pretty sure that they'll they'll reach final now i'm like uh, 60 40 yeah but again that side of the uh the world cup right so i think there is japan croatia both sort of uh, dark horses and then um, you know brazil and korea korea also absolute dark horse in this world cup i think that side of the entire table tournament uh, is sort of filled yeah. with these dark horses brazil has to also uh, you know sort of cross that challenge yeah i i am a little bit, been... like uh, i'm i'm a little bit more skeptical about uh, brazil's chances Mo- not because of not because i think that they don't have the squad depth they certainly do they have the quality as well uh, the two reasons one i would like to point out is we don't know when neymar comes back i think his being in the team will will make a lot of difference uh, specifically because of the way they they play the way they line up uh, 
apart from that if they do meet argentina i think and i think we we saw that uh, in their game against switzerland is that uh, brazil although have a good squad depth they have a very good midfield they have a very good defense but even they are lacking when it comes to scoring goals in terms of uh, converting the chances that they are creating so so are argentina for that matter so it 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 will be a it will be a it will be a very interesting matchup i fancy argentina's chances uh, primarily because of and i've said this said this time and again i uh, the only reason i fancy argentina's chances in this in this tournament is because of the form messi has been in uh they've not even they have not performed as well as we'd hoped they would but uh i think we might just have uh, akash rightly pointed out that how they play against netherlands is going to be a very very important catalyst into uh into essentially us looking at them as, as a team that can play the big guns if they can come through the this holland team with flying colors i don't think i don't see brazil being able to stop them but then this holland team is not going to let them through that easy i think it, it, which it, is why i said which is why i said it's a big if it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's an if it's but if they do uh, i think that would that would prove that the question marks that this argentina team has in 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 form of its Uh, midfield essentially i i don't think they lack the firepower i don't think they have a bad defense it's just that the midfield to me is not creative enough the diamond formations are very dependent on how deep messi drops and where di maria is playing if he's playing uh, julian alvarez is not is he's still not the kind of false nine that that one would hope him to be in this kind of a line in this kind of a lineup so uh, i think the and laudrudo martinez is, is missing yeah like, he's been he's been he's been very strangely out of, out touch. of touch yeah <laughs> yeah so so i think it's going to be i think uh a uh, a clash of cultures i would say because with argentina you know pushing all the way for attack versus a you know a more patient and uh, calmer on the defense kind of uh, netherlands team with i think arguably the best defense on on form and on paper because uh we have talked about in the previous episode also so i am totally split i want i really want to see argentina in the finals i really want to see messi in the finals but for me to say that oh argentina would just you know cruise through it's very difficult it's very difficult this netherlands team needs to be taken seriously and we have some really good and strong matches coming up but uh i think i think brazil uh minus the switzerland game where casemiro scored haven't showed that side of them where they you know cannot pull a goal through i think they have enough uh creativity and enough firepower up front that they can make it through and with vinicius getting the blessings of ronaldo i think they have a, a really strong chance but uh, uh with that See, let's come to the english team man i think we deserve to devote some time and i was getting messages also regarding you know that why aren't you guys talking about england and i mean the so called english fans have been uh, really 
rating this english team really high and and they think that yeah they are as good as uh any other team in this in this competition be it france be it holland be it brazil and uh, they have the right balance of attack versus defense and a certain player who has been stripped of his club ca- captaincy is is not playing that bad is it but yeah I'd, i like anshu to finish his point about brazil and then we can move forward to england but yeah guys england is important and we need to discuss it the only thing i was saying about brazil uh, is that uh, i th- i i don't think first of all i don't think any team is going to have a walk in the park from now on uh, especially after the quarter finals like any match that we can even pick up and try to predict is is at best is going to be a 60 40 at worst it's going to be a 50 50 so it's it's a, it's a difficult prediction to make that being said i think the only reason uh, i mean i i you know we time and again we say that good teams don't need to be perfect on a particular day to win that's what makes a good team you know they can grind out results this brazil team has certainly shown that it has that character but it it would be it would be severely tested against against a team that can finish well i i, I might say i don't know whether this is a team that can go into games with a high scoring ma- mindset like uh if you are say two goals down do you have what it takes to come back and you know uh, um, register a win uh but i i think that's enough about brazil let's move on to england as harsh rightly pointed out and uh, i cool yeah but i i let's start about uh, england right so i i i feel that the uh, the mindset really changed i'm not sure if uh, if that did or not but the, at least for the people who didn't believe in england the mindset really changed from their first game in the knockout uh, in the group stage right and uh, winning that first game uh, with such a margin was insane i mean even to be honest i didn't expect england to do that even though it was um you know we all we all know that uh, uh you know england england could score goals but you know with harry kane in the lineup who didn't really do that much the wingers coming in bellingham has been amazing man i mean he's yeah. starting ahead of he's starting ahead of henderson and uh, you know giving good competition in that midfield is is really is he's been the stood out man for me um, and and even for southgate you know to choose between players like foden and saka uh, that's that's been really i mean just talks about the depth of the squad right um but yeah i i mean for some reason i really don't appreciate the defense to be honest uh, that's my point of view england's defense is not um something i would adore at any day um not because just of the players in the defense but also because i think uh there's always um, i mean uh, yeah not just because of the players but i really feel that uh, you know england as a team coming together playing because we've always seen that you know the the world cup brings the people together but then at a club level they are always so competitive right so i've never truly believed personally that that england could make it through but euros of course changed my opinion and and world cup is is progressing with england scoring i think they 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 are one of the highest scorers if i'm not wrong um one of the highest scorers in the yeah they're tied with spain yeah they're tied with spain right so i think nine goals that scored in the group stage if i'm not wrong 
and uh, yeah that's been really amazing to see um and yeah i mean for me i think jude bellingham is the player i think uh, before the wales match they were also talking about um, you know resting that guy because he's he's so cl- critical to the team right and um and uh, yeah i mean uh, bellingham and and saka i feel will really uh, stand out in the tournament but i truly feel that if england wants to qualify right if england wants to go ahead then um, kane really has to have his uh, uh, you know shooting boots on because i think uh, kane has always been uh, just coming in deep and just giving all of those assists to the wingers but i think he really needs to also not just act as a number 9 but a proper striker for england yeah uh, uh, the thing with england is right uh, their squad looks pretty good but but uh, but when they come to uh, semi finals or uh knockout stages they tend to get bit defensive uh, as we see as we have seen in pre- uh, previous uh, uh, previous international competitions uh, their, their their attack is attack is pretty good they have harry kane in their ranks uh, and this guy can uh, score off of half opportunity so uh, they have a they are pretty good in attack only thing they they are they they are lacking is uh, i think their defense because they have harry maguire in their ranks and this guy can do uh, do a mistake uh, in a uh, you'll never know when he makes a mistake right he he tends he has done pretty well in this world cup but uh, but uh, if we but we have seen in his uh, uh, like in his united days and he still plays for united in in england also that his he times a lot of as he times a lot of uh, mistimes a lot of tackles and uh, i think he he is the only one uh, he is the only suspect in in this england team uh, but but Akash, let comes, me let me point out yeah. that in england training there is a video clip of him coming out where he was he, he did a rule and then he right. tried to yeah, score yeah. a goal <laughs> so speak right. speak yeah. very carefully about maguire yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah yeah so he he was always good on the ball okay he, he, but the thing is his decision making uh, uh, when 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 to go back and when to come fr- come front and tackle on the ball is uh, is is like fucked up so i think uh, heading the ball and uh, and he he's good on the ball by uh, when he goes uh, when he travels with the ball other than that his passing is not that good he doesn't have uh, long passes like uh, defenders I mean, he has nowadays two assists do now in the premier league uh, yeah. in, in the world cup i think and he was very close to scoring against iran so pata nahi i just feel that you know generally we as as fans are a little more critical and because he is the subject of so many memes and all we kind of trash maguire 
but uh, i would just like anshu to give his views on maguire and how his performance has been i mean he hasn't played for united much but and he's he is doing well right now he's ha he's yeah. doing well in this world cup but you never know when he fucks up right that's why I, i'm not sure about him right right i i think we can allow akash's flights of fancies because uh, the, the the what what he is saying is very well substantiated by the performances that maguire has had if if you are to know my personal opinion i have never said that he's a bad player i've never ever said that he uh he does not deserve a starting place in this england team he most certainly does he he has proven that in 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 this world cup the only problem that i see with this english defense is that when you have a player like that like we've all followed football long enough to know that if you have defenders that are slow or lack a certain aspect in their game then the players around if the players around that defender are good enough those those sort of fallbacks are 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 often covered up i think that this english defense can do well can do very well if they are going forward i am a little skeptical about how they will perform when they are sitting back in a low block which they have to do uh, specifically in games like if they are going up against france for example which they might as well do then how the tactics work in form of man marking mbappe or how how they work in form of man marking someone like a giroud because if he is playing the center back which he most probably will uh, besides john stones i think harry maguire will be the one who will be subjected to marking giru perhaps trippier or uh, john stones will be the one marking mbappe so it will be a very interesting match up in that way but talking specifically about maguire i don't think he will be the cause of england's doom i, I the us game has proved that the english defense is not as bad as we think they are and uh, like i i i really don't think we should take the iran game as a benchmark yes they scored six goals but against good teams against teams that are very good at mid blocks and low blocks i don't see this team scoring as many goals or being as clinical in front of goal without harry kane performing or without harry kane scoring goals because he is the only one in my opinion in that team although it's filled with talent in saka rashford sterling bellingham all of them in form all of them performing very well but if there is a team that is good defensively that is a more mourinho esque team so to speak i think i think harry kane will be the key and to get back to a point of harry kane not being in form as siddharth mentioned i think he he has what three assists now i think three or four i think and i i think he is in form i think he's just not finishing well if he gets if he gets his scoring boots on i think we have a game on and i i i, I don't think that harry maguire is going to be england's undoing at any point in time um, not the way he's performing right now right but this team really looks full of talent i mean with saka it does Uh, with does. Rashford finally scoring and that crazy free kick going in and one of yeah. the other headed goals, I think yeah. uh, it's difficult to write this team off. But one another player that I would like to point out, uh, and I think this this tournament, this World Cup, is going to be about fullbacks. We have seen that with Denzel Dumfries. We have seen that with uh, today to some extent. Uh, I would like to take the name of Matty Cash. because he did catch my attention and he was 
one of the comparatively better players with Poland. And I think similar is going to be the case of, of Trippier. I think Hernandez was quite good today. Yeah, on the, Theo on the, Hernandez on the has been really good. But, you know, like... Uh, you know, someone like... like with Difficult to explain, but, you know, he's not a defender-defender. He's more of an attacker, you know. Uh, so, in that sense, I think Trippier has been really good. Uh, and to replace the likes of Kyle Walker, to re- replace the likes of uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, I think selection of Trippier has been on point. He is with one of the very high-performing teams in England with Newcastle, who are sit- currently sitting at third. And I think they have they've really nailed that position and, and that gives a lot of cover not just in attack, uh, obviously it gives a lot of power in, in, in the uh, attacking play, but it also gives a lot of stability in defence. Sid? Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, fullbacks have been uh, doing really well in the tournament. And, uh, you know, I think consistently the game has evolved in such a way that, you know, a lot of teams now... Uh, I think almost all the teams now are really pushing all the fullbacks forward, right? And making sure that they are a part of the attack. So, yeah, I mean, fullbacks are really important uh, to the game. And uh, I agree to the point that Trippier has been absolutely uh, a, a phenomenal selection. Uh, Trent Arnold, I, I, I feel that, again, uh, at a club level, he wasn't really consistent uh, this season. Uh, and Walker, I mean, yeah, he was injured some time back and then he came on and then uh, you know, that's why I think Trippier's selection was really good on point. Uh, but having said that, again, uh, even if England, uh, you know, beat Senegal, um, what are the chances of them beating France? Um, because as as we saw today, France was really clinical with the with the goals that they scored. I think the, um, you know, they had more shots on target, they had more possession with the ball, and I'm not sure as Anshu mentioned, right? So if England faces a team where they keep a lot of the possession. I'm not sure how these full-backs or these centre-backs will perform. So, that, that'll be a, a game to watch. I mean, is five at the back too bad a tactic for England right now? Akash, uh, I would just like to take your views in really quick. Yeah, I think their tactics is good considering the players, the kind of players they have. Uh, and out of the three options on, on the right-back, they have selected the best option because... Trippier can do both things. Uh, Trent was like, uh, Trent used to bomb forward so much that he used to forget that people are running behind him. And uh, sometimes Walker also runs forward, but Walker is predominantly more defensive. Uh, so I think Trippier is the perfect uh, uh, blend of both. And he's doing pretty well, except for the Iran game, where he was skinned like five or six times by their fullback. Uh, he did pretty well the whole tournament, uh, and uh, people don't notice it. If it it was if it was trend, if it would have made the papers for sure, English papers, they would have pointed out that this is the guy who who, who plays right back and he doesn't know how to defend. But uh, uh, I think even Trent said that that the, the uh, Trent and uh, Trent and other fullbacks of the past, like Kafu, said that 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 opinion is quite lazy. Uh, but yeah, for this England team, Trippier is the best right back to, to choose from. 
So I mean, uh, with that, I mean, we have already had two shocks, uh, with with Korea and Japan coming through. Do obviously none of us had predicted these two teams coming in when me and I had. <laughs> I had with Japan. Right, you had with Japan, but again, Morocco is another dark horse that has proved a good team. So these kind of dark horses, especially these three teams, uh. Where do you see them, their tournament ending right here? Or uh, are there any chances of them going forward, starting with Japan, maybe? I think uh, I think this is as far as they go. Uh, I, I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday and I said that whatever team has been wrong, I was absolutely on point with uh, with uh, with poland i don't think morocco i think morocco will 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 give a good fight to spain i think japan have japan versus croatia to me is going to be a very very interesting match why because both of those teams are quite defensive both of those teams are essentially they have a they have a good way of playing off the ball, so to speak. But I think Croatia coming up top purely because of the midfield that they have. I think Japan Japan lack that creativity. So I think uh, Croatia, both uh, Croatia and Japan, Croatia, uh, I'm sorry, both Croatia and Japan have a good chance uh, when they are facing each other. I, I would keep it at a 60-40, but I still see Croatia coming through and I, I don't see South Korea coming through with Brazil at all. I mean, that, whoever that... comes through faces Brazil. So, that would be yeah. another onslaught. Yeah. Provided yeah. Brazil wins against Korea. But... Uh, I don't see them losing to Korea. I, I right. really don't. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah... But I agree to, to Anshu's point. I mean, um, all the people, all the teams who have come in, you know, just uh, who were dark horses unexpectedly, uh, you know, this round of 16 will be sort of uh i think the the gate for them in the tournament uh but having said that i i disagree with one point i think um, i i i do agree that okay japan and croatia will be a tight match 60 40 and choosing for croatia but i really feel that japan can sort of pull it through uh and i understand why anshu is saying that you know the croatian midfield is is really um you know flexible they can create a lot lot of chances but um, again, Japan, you know, the entire team out of the 11 playing 11 that they have, right? I, feel, I think if I'm not wrong, seven or eight of them play in Europe. Um, they are very, uh, they are accustomed to European football. They understand, um, uh, you know, tactics really well. And I do agree that they are defensive in the setup. But I think while breaking, they are really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to sit back and, and wait for Croatia to attack. But I think while they break, they're going to just pounds like a tiger right so i think uh do samurai uh uh you know should should sort of beat croatia i hope that they beat croatia and they they face brazil because that'll be an interesting match right um i think japan has already showed what they're made of against the spain game i mean they never gave up and uh, they have the legend maya yoshida captaining them this time <laughs> <laughs> you can always say one thing that you so far this Japan team has they have not been outworked 
like they, they they have put in the miles they've put in the effort even when they have been one nil down and it's 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 quite a it's it's going to be quite an interesting match specifically because of the fact that uh, both of these teams i think have a penchant for sort of bouncing back after conceding a goal so i will be very very wary of of the team that scores the goal first they might just end up losing the match for all we know right uh akash i am sure you have a certain favorite player in the japan team who is not playing that much are we dis- discussing minamino yes we are discussing minamino of course no we are not discussing <laughs> wait wait uh, yeah so uh, japan uh, japan team hai, is is one of the best counter attacking team in this tournament their counter attack like way they counter attack is is scary man uh, every player has no uh, which position to stand and they they just uh, carry the ball from left to right and counter attack in a way but they actually counter attack spain the team who actually keeps the ball pretty well like they, their possession they, they for every spain goal uh, they have like they, they go to 20 or 20, 20 or 25 passes and then make a big that goal so but the thing is croatia has a lot of quality in midfield they uh, they, they have more quality in midfield than spain actually if you have if you see kovacic and modric they are uh, they are pretty good in holding the ball and uh, providing key passes shouldn't so i think brozovic uh, just to mention yeah brozovic yeah yeah brozovic is also pretty good so uh, so i think uh, croatia i i'll go for croatia in this guys don't forget japan actually beat spain 2-1 japan beat germany 2-1 <laughs> you know and uh, and uh, yeah i mean uh, no i mean you know, we're not writing them off I, that's why i said it's a 60 40 match and that's why i said that any team that scores first needs to be very very wary because if we, we've seen croatia uh, we've seen japan coming from behind we know croatia have have had matches where they've come from behind so it's going to be interesting but i still fancy croatia right but uh, i i i just for the sake of it would like to further like to further the cause of morocco i think uh, morocco this time has been one of the dark horses and we all know the kind of counter attacking football morocco plays i mean scoring two goals against a belgian team with all the problems belgium has been having is is not easy i mean uh, they have Roman Sass scoring a goal they have uh, Ziyech uh, playing exceptionally well they have Buffal in the top form and uh, let's not forget Ashraf Hakimi who who's been putting a shift like we have talked about the fullbacks and given the kind of problems Spain have had like historically against counter attacking team against team who just sit deep and you know let them do their passing up front i think this might be a a difficult tie for spain i mean they have all the quality and they have a really good midfield again always midfield has been good uh in the spanish team but do you think morocco can upset uh spain this time i wouldn't say no to that because i think they 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 are a team in they are a team possessed this time 
Yeah, I mean, see, uh, honestly, credit to Morocco because I think over the last few years they've progressed really well. Even in, uh, I think if I'm not wrong, they won the African Nations Championship uh, back in 2020, beating Cameroon, and uh, you know that's again one of the reasons they are here. And uh, you know, credit to them, right? Uh, they've been, they've, they've, you know, grinded results out of that group. Uh, and honestly, Belgium was. Belgium was shit, yeah, this World Cup, yeah. and I expected them to be. But then, yeah, credit to Morocco to having having actually uh, sat on the top of the table uh, in the group stages, right? But uh, I don't think uh, I I I don't think you know there will be an upset uh, with Spain. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, Spain will just keep the possession. They have good finishers in the team. Uh, midfield is really strong. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see an upset, but. Uh, I wouldn't take credit away from Morocco, but I, I, I think Spain will really just uh, take this through. Right. I mean, uh, with that, let's try to wrap this episode up. Uh, how do you see overall this this tournament progressing? Who are your favorites? Who do you think is going to go till the end? And let's have, uh, you know, maybe a two-minute silence for... <laughs> the outgoing Belgium and Germany and I mean should we have a one minute silence even for Mexico but uh, let's just uh, take since we have I won't have a the... second silence for I, I won't have a second silence for Germany they were shit I mean over uh, so so Belgium for that matter over so Belgium right I mean uh, but just taking in views of of Sid and Akash, what do you think went wrong for the German and the Belgium team? I mean, no one expected them to crash out the way they did. But uh, what do you think went wrong for them? I mean, Sid was telling he expected uh, the Belgium team to be performing. Yeah, I mean, I expected Belgium. Right. Yeah, I expected Belgium to go out because, again, uh, there have been concerns with the, the lineup, the, the, the forwards. Uh, you know, Lukaku, of course, out of touch. Uh, Hazard has been injured for so long. Uh, so at a club level, they weren't really playing well. And uh, I think as a team also, there were some concerns even before the World Cup. So, yeah, I mean, uh, talking about the predictions then, as Harsh was saying, um, for me, I think uh, with, the, with the World Cup progressing in this at this, uh, at this rate, I think, uh, and the team's performing really well, I really feel, again, it's going to be uh, between um, Brazil and Portugal for me. But I think, again, the Argentina-Brazil match, and I'm hoping they both qualify uh, <laughs> and come in the semis. That will be really interesting to see. Uh, not writing anyone off, but this is my personal opinion. I really feel it's going to be between Brazil and Portugal and and uh, no favourites in that one. Uh, for me, it's always been Brazil, to be really honest. <laughs> and I don't understand sentimentally people are really attached to Messi-Ronaldo because of the last World Cup, but I, I, I really want Brazil to win this one. I actually want Netherlands to win, but uh, uh, it's a long shot for them. So my will be actually Argentina into the finals, and uh, uh, then France, Argentina, and France. Yes. <laughs> that that those are some seriously varied predictions. Yeah. I like. I I would I would love to see an Argentina Portugal final, man. I would absolutely love to see that. 
uh, th there is a good probability that that might just happen. Um, but I think I think it's going to be an Argentina versus someone. I don't know if it's eventually going to be France, England, or Portugal. But uh, I see an Argentina versus Europe, and I see Argentina coming on top and winning the World Cup. And that's that might be wishful, but it is what it is. Yeah, for me, uh, whoever wins the Argentina versus Netherlands match goes to final, and. Uh, Probably would win the World Cup, I would say. Very strong prediction, but either Netherlands or Argentina is winning this World Cup. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> all, <laughs> the, <laughs> all the Brazil fans, me included. <laughs> had it been any other World Cup, you know, where Messi and Ronaldo would not have had their final say, I would have, I would have been going all out yellow, but... This is kind I think of... I think the orange team this time. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I talking about the dark horses, back. I think they might just be the biggest dark horse of of the tournament in terms of winning it. See, I'll tell you I... my thing with with Netherlands. Netherlands can sit back and defend and still not be uncomfortable one bit. I'm not talking about a Mourinho-esque kind of a park the bus. They'll seriously defend and they'll be like to Karna attack. And they'll frustrate the teams. And see, my thing with Argentina is I love Messi. I won't say I love Messi, but yeah, I really like Messi. And I would really want to see him progress really up and, you know, uh, higher up the, the tournament. But I have a serious prediction that if Argentina does not score in the first 60 minutes, they probably are going to lose the game. And for me to say that even Argentina can score against Netherlands in the first 60 minutes is really difficult. So in my logic, in my sense, uh, it's it's going to be very, very difficult. And, and it's just the beauty of football that we'll get to watch this match. And I'll not miss it for anything. Uh, it's It's as tempting as it can get and uh, just waiting for that match. I mean, what do you have to say? If if a team sit back and defends, like what maybe what Saudi did against uh, Argentina, and if they go really narrow, I mean, like in the midfield and in, at the back, of the something like what Burnley used to defend in a very small box of a 4 plus 4 or a 5 plus 4, uh, I think Argentina would not be able to break them and that would be a problem. So I think Netherlands can really pull it off and and I really like, I was talking to Anshu a few days ago about Depe not being in form and now he seems in form and Gakpo has been a player that I've highly rated. Denzel Dumfries, we've discussed about him. Daily Blind again is another very good player, and even their midfield with Frankie De Jong and the Klassen guy is is good. So I don't see any problem in that, and not to miss Virgil Van Dijk and uh, Nathan Ake. Both of them seem really good. So I think this this Netherlands team would take some beating, and I would as much as I would love to see Messi go through. It's it's going to be really difficult against this Netherlands team. Yeah, I'm. I mean, uh, Van Gaal, uh, you know, this time has has really 
uh, asked his team to play boring football if i if i were to put it that way right because i think uh, if you see very anti cryo uh, football i would say <laughs> if you see if you see historically dutch team no has always been attacking right you see any of their games dutch team has always been attacking uh, but he's been a little bit more cautious in the group stages um, and uh, that doesn't really take away any credit from the the team at all because keeping the likes of daylight on the bench he's only played for 3 minutes this world cup right uh, and that's that's uh, you know that tells about the the defense the structure that they really have built in um, but i think uh, in the argentina match i think van gaal will or, or actually he should modify this a little bit and he should take chances wherever uh, wherever he can right so he should ask the team to gamble in the match and not just sit in the back sit for 60 minutes just defend the ball you know just gamble whenever there is um uh, there is a chance for a counter just gamble right because you have gakpo you have dipay or of these people who can easily uh, so these are good finishers right again uh so if they get the ball in the right area they can easily finish so i feel he should take take the chances should gamble in the argentina match yeah netherlands mm, uh, squad looks sound uh, but i think uh, has said that ki it's i he wants to see argentina breaking up uh, tough defenses or resolute defense they have messi in their ranks the guy can score from 30 yards as he did uh, against mexico right uh, so um, i netherlands has a good defense but they messi will i think messi will find a way to uh, actually make a make a key pass or actually score a goal uh, i i actually want uh, virgil van dijk to lift the world cup uh, and uh, add uh, add another uh, achievement in his uh, list of accolades but uh, this i think this is a long shot for me and it's i think it's written the stars that argentina will go through this uh, go through this quarter final and maybe reach final i think we wouldn't even be discussing it if it was an argentina team without messi is yeah. it's it's a no picker but uh, i and while we are at it i think the england lineup has been announced and they've picked kyle walker instead of trippier so thoughts on that guys you we were just talking about trippier and how he's really balanced but i think uh, southgate wants to go all out man with this full back i think he really wants people to push up front and score goals i he think it's had... I I I think it's more because he's a bit wary of Ismail Assar and the way he has been playing. I think Kyle Walker perhaps has the pace to beat him and keep up with him. Might this might just be a very good tactical change that he has made. Yeah, and even though Rashford had scored two goals in the last game, he's he's dropped him, and I think Foden is coming in the place of Rashford. So that's also quite interesting. We'll have to uh-huh. see how two left-footed players play on each of the wings. I think right. been... and, and for me the most shocking thing is why would he play Jordan Henderson I know he's the captain of Liverpool and I support Liverpool no I think I think that's a good decision and mm. I I am yeah. not saying this out of spite I'm saying this uh, primarily because of the fact that uh, in the USA game uh, Henderson coming on did make a difference in terms of the counter attack that they were there see there is absolutely no debate about 
Henderson's ability to hold the ball in in, in midfield. Mm-hmm. And I think I think uh, Southgate needs that because he knows that the width is going to come from pretty much both the wing wing backs as well as both the wingers all of them are quite good at it uh, i i think uh, this might just mean that bellingham gets that free free run role in the midfield that uh, suits him more as a box to box midfielder rather than a holding one so it's it's quite an interesting it's quite an interesting pick this I think he selected Henderson because of the intensity he offers. Uh, uh, he actually leads by example. Off the ball, he's he's always pressing, uh, and you need a player like that. If you have the likes of Jude Bellingham who can go forward, he will have a surety that I have Jordan Henderson behind me to actually make sure that nothing happens. So um, uh, this is why this is the reason that Henderson is in the team, and he has been in big games. in champions leagues uh, he has the experience uh, so i think it's a right choice uh, i i think he's not the right choice for liverpool right now but for this england team he's uh, sound uh, keeping the club shenanigans aside i i, yeah. I think this looks more like a 433 than a 4231 this is an interesting pick yeah sort of 433 sort of 433 but i think declan rice and jordan anderson both would kind of drop a little deep and allow mm. bellingham and you know kane to operate in close quarters little higher up the pitch and then foden and saka of course offering what is more interesting for me uh, as opposed to the trippier decision is dropping mason mount uh, and playing uh, uh, bellingham as a number 10 you know i, I mean he's a, he's a very good number 8 we've seen that uh, it will be interesting to see him as a number 10 I mean, it's interesting to see Foden get a chance as well. I was not expecting Foden to get a chance in such a high-stake match, but this makes it all the more interesting. And and prediction, guys, time for predictions. Um, I'll say, yeah, I'll say England two nil as well. I think England uh, will win by a margin of one goal, probably two right. one. Right. I would agree to say it. I think I think two one is. is a good team and let's not disrespect <laughs> uh senegal with not talking about their players i mean okay mendy fucked up in in the first game but apart from that coolably smela sar another mendy <laughs> nampalis leicester city guy uh so all these players are there and they might trouble england i just hope it's it's more of a open fair kind of a game because the kind of temperament of uh, this guy uh, southgate gareth southgate has of you know just just you know going in the bunkers and defending till death i i hope we don't see that and i'm expecting a 2-1 victory to england but that needs to be obviously seen and and surely we'll come back and discuss this so it's been a great conversation guys any closing remarks yeah. game is on game is on right and and thank you so much for coming in and thank you to all our viewers anshu would you like to say a signature line now yes please like comment and subscribe we'll be coming uh, live on youtube uh, in in the new year and uh, thank you for all the love that you've shown on our shorts and our videos and keep listening keep talking keep commenting thank you <laughs>
and cheers to football and cheers to this world cup see you again guys thank you so much for your time